Oh my, look at him. What's wrong with him? He's got smoke coming out of his ears. Look at him. Boy, I wish I had that guy's hair. Amen? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Woo! Dealing with problem people. Now, I need your help and your attention this morning. You'll learn. And at the end, I have a song that I've written, so you'll never forget the message. Amen? Here we go. How do you deal with problem people? How many, just in the last week, last week, you had to deal with some kind of problem person? Here we go. How about the last month? Okay, I think we got everybody now. They're out there. Now, all people have problems. All people have problems. But some people, they are the problem. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I know I got problems, but you are a problem. You understand? So there are people like that. How do you deal with them? In real life, especially if I'm really a Christian and I'm really going to try to love the Lord and really take us, you know, just live for Him. I'm going to tell you something right now. You better learn how to deal with some problem people. Okay? We're going to talk about it today. How do I deal with problem people? Because, Lord, you called me. You've saved me. I'm to be salt and light in my world. I know I'm, I'm, I'm to be real. That's the bottom line. No game plan, no fakery, none of that jokery mess, okay? I am me. Certainly I can change, but you ain't going to change much. It's funny about me, to me. People think President Trump, what is he, 71 years old? He's going to get into a Washington, and all of a sudden he's going to become gentle and all this nice person. He's not going to change. You see what I'm saying? You ain't either, by the way. You ain't either. Now, we can make little tweaks here and there, but by and large, the best thing you could do is be you. Be you. With him working in you. That's why you need to keep praying for the president. Amen. Say, Jesus work in him. Amen. Say, amen. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Man, do they ever need it. Amen. But you're you. I'm me. People are people. But God's called you now. You're a Christian. You're following the Lord. You're living for the Lord. You're going to be real. There's going to be lots of stumbling blocks out there and hurdles, and most of them are going to show up in the forms of people. Did I lose you? Let's go. Let's go to the Bible. Saul on the road to Damascus, a hater of Christians going there to apprehend them, even have them killed. Jesus interrupts his life. A bright light shines. He's knocked down to the road. He's saved. He still goes to where he was going, Damascus, but he doesn't go a hunter of Christians. Now he goes as the hunted. He goes as a believer. The people heard about him coming, especially the Christian people. They're the ones that took him in, had to take care of him, love on him, disciple him, train him. And others are hating his guts. Got it? Yes or no? God has a, he's a chosen vessel, the Bible says. Jesus said he will suffer for me. He will, he will teach the word of God to all nations. He will be a teacher of the Gentiles. That's a promise that came true, guys. Thirteen books of your New Testament written by the Apostle Paul. That's, in, that's insane. That's what God can do in somebody's life. Amen? But he's got he's to do this ministry, but he's going to have to deal with people. So this message is not so much Clark today. It's Paul. It's me learning from the Bible. Because I have to deal with people, and I want to learn from somebody who is effective at it. Amen? So let's see how he did it. 
Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. That's our guy, but now he's saved. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul, which is Paul, Barnabas and Paul. For the work whereunto I have called them. So now he's saved, and now he's going into ministry for the Lord. You listening, yes or no? And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them on their way. The church has, has prayed for them, these believers, and uh, now they're off and running. They're going to go share the, the Word of God and good news, and that Jesus saves. And I'm the guy that wanted to kill them and had a reputation of killing these Christians. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is real. He's alive. I've seen him. I've experienced him. I'm saved. I'm a different person. And Paul is filled with the Holy Spirit. He's preaching. Got it? So that's what they're doing. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, they departed in Seleucia. And from thence they sailed to Cyprus. By the way, Coach Chuck and Dina uh, and uh, their family and all of them, they just came back from this neck of the woods. Y'all were over there. and These are real places, by the way. But the Bible ain't true. Bible is true. Real places, real people, real events really happened. Amen? And God's not ashamed, like I said in my prayer earlier, to write it down in a book. It'll stand the test of time. When are you going to stop arguing with a God, a God and start believing the Bible? Amen? Here's my position in life. If it comes down to it, if I'm going to believe some fella or the Bible, I'm going to believe the Bible. Just the way it is. I'm old enough to make that decision in my life. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? That's what I'm going to do. What if they don't like it? I'll deal with them. Amen? Say. But I'm going to believe him. That's what Paul did. Real places they went. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the who? Of the Jews. Are you kidding me? These are the people that didn't believe in Jesus, that had Jesus killed. And they also had John there ministering. This is craziness. Good stuff happening. Keep looking. So, help me, buddy. Oh, you are helping me. Thank you. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain, say it with me, sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. We're learning about how to deal with problem people. So now they're on a trip. They're sailing. They've been called to the ministry. Oh, boy, this is exciting. Well, it'd be exciting if it wasn't for people. Had a guy years ago that served the Lord with me, and he said, boy, and he was being serious as a heart attack. He loved what he did if he could do it. But he said, you know, this is not the problem. The people are the problem. And he never got over that. He never got over that the people were the problem. He never learned how to deal with people. people. And he got sidelined. He got shipwrecked as far as his faith and his service for the Lord. Listen, guys, you've got to deal with problem people, but people ain't the problem. You've got to deal with problem people, but people ain't the problem. People's what people that Jesus shed his blood for. Yeah, they have problems sometimes. they got some problems, and they will become a problem to you. But listen, don't you throw out the people. Yes or no? Amen. You better learn to work with people because if you don't work with people, you ain't got no ministry. Amen. You're going to be alone in your little Bible study humming to Jesus. He called you to be a light unto this world to go out and talk to people and love on people. Yes or no? You're not an island to yourself locked up in some somewhere. Amen. 
So it's all good. We're sailing. We're going to the ministry. But wait a minute. Now they got this joker that's coming along. This guy who's like a sorcerer or somebody. And he was with the deputy of the country. So if you're going in preaching in a new place, and the deputy of the whole country, his number two guy or his aide is some sorcerer Jew that doesn't believe like you and probably hates your guts, you just might have a problem. Y'all with me or not? So he was with the, with the deputy of the country named Sergius Paulus. This guy who was the deputy was a prudent man. He was a good man. The deputy was a good man. The other guy, though, with him was a false prophet. Not a good guy. And this deputy called for Barnabas and Saul. He called for him. Boy, that's good news when you're a preacher and you're trying to share the good news. And the guy that's the head of the joint, the head of the place, calls you and says, Would you come and share with us? So it's all sounding good, ain't it? Except we got one little problem. That sorcerer joker guy, right? Say, y'all with me or did I lose you? This ain't that hard if you hang in here. So he desired, this guy did, to hear the word. And he was a leader. He was in a place of leadership. So come on. What's going to happen here? Dealing with problem people. But Elimus, the sorcerer, so it is by interpretation. What did this sorcerer, even though they had the invitation of the deputy, who's really the chief, the one in charge, this sorcerer withstood them, seeking to do what? To do what? To turn away the what? So here's a guy who's the leader of this area. He is being drawn to the Lord. He is open to having them come and share. But there's this sorcerer, this devil joker, that's trying to turn him away from that. Y'all with me? This is a problem. Yes or no? Keep looking. You might say, what's this got to do with me? A lot. Hang in here. So, what's the first kind of problem, people, we see in our story today? Say it with me. One, two, three. One more time. One, two, three. You better learn to deal with phonies. They're out there. In churches everywhere. Guys, we need to get real. Can you say real? Real! Get saved, man. Know the Lord. Quit pushing your agenda. Humble yourself at the cross. Follow Him. Be real, man. God can take you where you are and turn you into something crazy for Him. He wants to use you. Who, me? Yeah, you. Just like you are. Amen? And there's going to be some tweaking, probably. But He's going to use you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. We don't need to be somebody we're not. So he had to deal with a phony. He had to deal with a phony. And so how did Paul deal? Here he is just getting started. I'm just getting started. But now he'd, had a, he'd been in, a, in, a, in a religion for a while. And he was a phony. He wasn't a real deal. But now he's saved. Who better to deal with this joker than Paul? Here's what I learned from him through reading the Scriptures. Paul dealt with phonies. Say it with me. Straight. One more time. He dealt with phonies how? And I don't want to get too sideways because I could talk about this subject for probably two hours. But I'm telling you, when you kowtow to a phony, you try to tailor your ministry, your whatever to a phony, I'm telling you what, you are making a grave mistake. 
Listen, you serve the Lord. You tie yourself to truth, to T-R-U-T-H. Not the stuff you ain't sure about that you don't understand. You tie yourself to truth. You tie yourself to Jesus, not to a phony. Only one way to deal with a phony, but if you try to pat him on the head, Hey, Mr. Phony, we'll dress you up and, and have you help us. No. No. Not at all. It's either the truth or it ain't. The church is dying today because of phony crap. Excuse me. Y'all listen to me or not? This is a big deal that we are real. That we're honest to people. You hear me say. A lot of times when, I, when people meet me, I've already got to climb over four or five problems because of what they see on TV in mess. I'm a preacher. They go ahead and throw me out with the bathwater. It's tough. Phonies ain't a big help. Y'all listen to me, yes or no? So Paul dealt with them straight on. Let's see what he did. Then Saul, who's also called who? Paul. Filled with the Holy Ghost. What did he do? He set his eyes where? Is he dealing with Mr. Phony like this? No, he's dealing with him like this, dead on. Got it? Yes or no? So he set his eyes on him. And then Paul opens up his mouth, all full of all subtlety and mischief. Say that next part with me. Thou child of the... Woo! Hey! Paul ain't messing around, is he? Say, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? So he dealt with him straight on. And now behold the hand of the Lord's on upon you. And you're going to be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on this sorcerer a mist of a darkness. And he went about doing this. Oh, help me, help me. He's trying to pervert the way and all of a sudden he can't even see where he's going. You know what that taught me? Here's how you deal with phonies, straight on. Did I lose you? Deal with phonies straight on. When, when you have an occasion, you have to do it. you got to do it. I'm, what, what does that mean to me? That means just you just can't placate to them and kowtow to them and do it their way and stuff like that because I'm telling you what, at the end of the day, you're probably going to run into a ditch. You'd better, well, I don't like confrontation. Well, sometimes you're just going to have to do it. And don't pussyfoot around with it. Straight on! Yes or no? Be real. It's a big deal, guys. And this is not just in the church. This is in our life, in our world. I'm sure when I'm preaching like this, you know, you've got situations and things that you're thinking of. Then the deputy, who's the head guy, when he saw what was done, guess what he did? Say it with me. Big important word. One, two, three. He what? Well, look at that. We think we're going to win people to Christ by taking polls. By living our life according to the wind. When instead we ought to do the right thing, teach the truth, double down on what Jesus says, and let the chips fall where they fall. But obviously do, do things in love. I'm not talking about being mean, but I'm telling you what, you can do be as nice as you can, but sometimes you just, it's just going to have to be dealt with. Yes or no? Say. Straight on. So he believed... Being astonished, not, 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 not at what Paul did. He was astonished at the what? Say it with me. The what? 
Well, look at that. He was astonished at the Word of God. He was astonished at the truth of God. To see a man or a woman who will stand on the truth is a powerful thing. There's so many people that are tossed to and fro every direction, blown about by the wind. You let a little something happen in the church sometime and people are turn, tail, and run. Guys, it's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight and not a game. Run if you want to. Run if you will. But I came here to stay. I didn't write that. I wish I did. God made a lot of money on that song. Whole song. Got it? Keep looking. So phonies. Phony faith will never fly. Oh, there he flew. Look and see it. One more time. Do it again, Raj. Whoa! But we think it will. We dress it up. We set it up. We put a Bible in it. And somehow we think. We think we're real. We think we're seriously are a Christian. We've died, you know, we're going to go to heaven because we did all this. It's all just a pretty little package. You must get real. Understand? Hope this helps. Phoniness will never be fixed by sidestepping it. Well, maybe if I just don't deal with it. Maybe if I just don't deal with it. No, they just get more strong (laughs) through all that. Because they love that. Deal with it straight on. So, how do I deal with it? Here we go. I've given you some hand signals. Are you ready? I'm going to put my mic down. Here we go. Keep looking. Push me, Rod. Push me. Boy, he's got problems. Look at him. I'm just following Paul on his early journey with Jesus. That's all I'm doing in the Bible. And when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia. And now John, Mark, was with them. He's a good man, a young disciple of the Lord. And John, say it with me, say it with me. Departing from them, return to... Now, if you're not careful, it looks like, well, it was time for him to go, and it's okay. He's just going yeah, He's going back where he's supposed to. No, that ain't what happened here. John Mark is departing. Second thing he had to deal with. Paul is new at this. Already got this crazy guy. How did he deal with that joker, the phony? Straight on. Now he's got part of his team that quit on him. John Mark quit. Paul is a whole lot newer at this game than he is. And now the guy that's been around and knowing Jesus for a good long while, he quit on me. Boy, that's frustrating. Can you feel it? Have you know I've experienced that in my life a little? Hmm. You ever had anybody quit on you? It's rough, ain't it? I'm talking about in ministry or in your life or in your job. Or they just leave you holding the bag. Say, that don't feel good, does it? 
So how do you deal with quitters? Say those two words with me. Say it with me real loud. One, two, three. Let's do a little test. And it's okay. We're just talking. How many somebody quit on you and it stopped you also? Let me see your hand. It stopped me. Yeah. It happens. It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts, man. It's hard. What do you do when people quit on you? Problem. We're doing fine. Going back home. Quit. There might be a number of reasons they quit. That, I don't even want to get into all that. The bottom line is people will quit on you and it's a problem. What are you going to do? Well, Paul kept going. Now, here's how you deal with a quitter. Hang on. Don't give it away yet, Rog. You know how you deal with a quitter? If you're going to keep going? This is really, really, really deep theology right here. One, two, three. Pop it up, Rog. Bye. Can you say that with me? One, two, three, what? You better learn to say bye. A lot of people can't get past that. They're always hooked to that quitter. That preacher quit. That that person cheated. That person did this. And we hook our wagon to them and we can never get on. Instead of going, bye. Say. Happens in sports all the time. Little prima donna athlete. Especially when his mama thinks he is. Thinks the world revolved around them. Guess what? You're not a team player. You're not on the team. Can just the coaches say it out loud if you're a coach? One, two, three, say it with me. Amen or oh me, coach. That's it. But what happens in the ministry and at church, especially if somebody quits, oh my God, oh my God, the sky's falling. We got to go get them back. That's not what God says in His Word. How about you go out there and reach somebody else for Christ? How about that? How about keep playing? I'm not saying don't reach out to people and care for people. We're going to see Paul did later. He goes back and they mend some relationships. But somebody better keep going. Yes or no? Say. Quitters. Check it out. Some days after, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we preach the word. Let's go back around. A lot of people saved. Let's make another trip. Check on them. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, the quitter. I'll go, but I'm going to take John. You know, the one that quit on us back when. I'm going to call him. Hello. Come on with us. And Paul thought it not good to take him with him. Uh Uh-uh. It's not happening. Who departed from them at Pamphylia and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go on with them to the work? No. It's not happening. And the contention was so great. Here's what quitters can cause a lot of problems sometimes. Here's a good man, Barnabas. Here's a good man, Paul. And here's a good man, John Mark. He just quit. But the fact of the matter is, this has now caused a great contention between the two leaders, Barnabas and Paul. Got it? Yes or no? Because one wants to take a quitter and the other one says, no, he quit. He ain't coming. Barnabas is a great guy. Paul made the right decision. He went on. He was not going to be shipwrecking his life. He has to keep moving. And the proof is in the pudding. The rest is history. So Paul did what? He chose somebody else. Guess who? What's his name? Silas. 
And he departed, being recommended up by the brethren under the grace. Now, he didn't just pick some guy out of the blue. No, this was a guy that was full of faith. He was a man of God. And Paul just said, if this is the way you feel about it, Barnabas, I'm going to go over and pick me the Silas. I'm sure he said, I love you, I care about you, but this isn't going to fly with me. Because i got to keep going. Did I lose you on this one or not? Sometimes you read the Bible, guys, and you're just reading it like a little story. If you'll stop, you'll see it affects your life. We've already seen a lot of people have dealt with phonies in this room, and a lot of people have dealt with quitters in this room. So if you start reading the Bible like that and say, Lord, speak to me, take it in, you'll see something. So, what do you say to quitters? Bye, Paul said, not happening, ain't happening. No, it's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Only Luke is with me. Now watch it. Later on, Paul in life, he's older now. Look at this. I just wanted to show you this. Later on in life, Paul's older in the ministry. Things have, you know, things have panned out and people have gone their different ways. And he says, only Luke is with me. And then look who he says, take Mark. That's John Mark. He's now recommending this guy. He didn't blacklist him. He didn't throw him off the train. He didn't throw him in the trash. He just said, you're not for me. And so later he, he says, take John Mark with you. For he is, say it with me, he is what? Profitable to who? To me now in ministry. You see? When you deal with quitters and you say bye, there's never going to be a hateful spirit. No. God can use them in a lot of different ways. He just ain't going to use them with me. Yes or no? Amen? Y'all with me or not on this? You hear what I'm saying? This is the Bible. Check it out. When they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch, Pisidia, and they went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and they sat down. And after reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, You men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Good things. And when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuade them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Amen. So listen, sometimes people will quit. You keep going and maybe the whole city will come to Christ. Did you hear me? Yes or no? But we try to build things around a phony, kowtow, or... We try to chase the quitters down. Oh, please, please. And the whole time, Satan is diverting and the gospel is suffering. Amen? And this is true in your life. You'll be running down this. I've done it, guys. I've done it. In my personal life. Run after a dead end. Oh, I just got to have it. I got to have this person in my life. It's over. Can you say that when one, two, one, two, three, it's what? Over. You keep running that way, you're going to miss life. Did that make any sense to anybody? The Bible's personal. Make it that way. God's going to bless you. You keep going. God's going to bless you. He's going to keep you. You keep going. You keep going. Don't let a quitter stop you. Say that with me. Don't let a quitter stop you. Probably more people have quit because of quitters than people who were opposing them. You think they'd quit because of somebody's coming against you. No. We're so t tied to people that when they quit, we quit. Or we think we can't live without them. Oh, 
How many have learned you can live without them? Can I see your hand? I've learned. I've learned I can live without them. Hurts sometimes, so don't it? You're flashing your light back there. He's flashing his head doing this. Here we go. Keep looking. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. They spoke. This is another one. They spoke against Paul. So cities come to Christ. Now they're angry. People are hollering at them, contradicting, blaspheming them. Keep looking. So number three, third kind of person you've got to deal with, joy stealers. I'm, I'm flying now because he's flashing lights. Number one, phony. Number two, quitters. Number three, how do you deal with rock throwers? How do you deal with joy stealers, backbiters, people that are coming against you? That's what Paul had to deal with. How do you deal with it? Say that with me. One, two, three. People are going to try to get me down. People are going to try to be negative in my life. People are going to try to steal my joy. People are going to try to surround me. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. You can't, 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 can't. Somebody's got to do something. Either I'm going to crumble or I'm going to turn and walk and we're going to go, some, we're going to go somewhere else. Amen. Yes or no? I say it to you often. I'm 55 years old. God didn't call me to referee a fight. I won't be a part of a church that where they're fighting. Got it? There's about 10 doors out of here. You can pick one of them because I ain't. You understand? I want to be happy in the Lord. Say happy in the Lord. I want to come and praise the Lord and sing and not like, oh, sister so-and-so did this. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't come here to get my joy stolen. I came here to get full. Remember that. Say, check yourself in the morning when you come to church. For me, I have to pray on Saturday night like a crazy person that I have to get here on Sunday morning and jump in a truck with six people that help me get geared up because I don't want to come in this door and steal your joy. Amen. Joy stealers. Then Paul and Barnabas wax bold. They said, it was necessary that the Word of God should first have been spoken unto you. I came here to speak the Word to you. But if you're just going to resist me and try to steal the joy of the Lord, guess what? You were going to be first. But seeing you put it from you, you've judged yourselves unworthy. Unworthy. Somebody's going to be so negative all the time. Man, they just, you just look at them and say, you're just judging yourself unworthy of being happy. But you ain't going to put that on me, brother. You listen to me or not? This is country preaching right here. So, lo, we're going to turn to the who? Gentiles. We're going to turn to the heathen. They were going to the synagogues. They were going to the Jewish people. That's who Jesus came to seek his own. But they received him not. Guess what? Found out they didn't receive Paul either. So you know what he did? I turned to the heathen then. You know there's lost people all over Inglewood. But we're going to spend our time kowtowing to the phonies and try to run down the quitters. When all, what we ought to do is say to the joy stealers, we're going to go out here and we're going to shake the bushes. We're going to reach some people for Christ. Amen. Say. And this will work in your personal life as well. And so the Lord commanded us, saying, I've set thee to be a light to the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, say it with me. They were what? When the heathens heard it, the non-church people, they were happy. I say it out to some of the most miserable people I've met in my life are Christians. I hate to say that. Sometimes 
Man, I have friends that are lost people. I have friends in this town that are just, they're not Christians. They're my friend. And they love me. And I love them. And I believe they're going to come to the Lord. Amen? I'm not going to spend all my time. I'm certainly not going to spend my time with people who are going to be putting me down and thinking they can't or we just, you know, negative, 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 negative. I just can't. Yes or no? You do it. I ain't. I don't recommend it, though. You're going to be deader than a hammer. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad. They glorified the word of the Lord. As many as were ordained to eternal life, they did what? They what? The Holy Spirit touched your heart and they received Christ as their Savior. This is beautiful, man. Roger, you're killing me with all this. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region, but the Jews stirred up devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city. They raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. Don't think dealing with people is going to be easy, guys. And expelled their tail out of town. Run them right out. Here they're preaching the word. Now they, boom, they're gone. Dang. So what did Paul do? Say it with me. Say it with me. Read the Bible. But they what? So you deal with, you deal with phonies straight on. You deal with quitters. Bye. You deal with joy stealers. Just from the Bible. You shake off your feet. You shake your feet. I think that's interesting. You just keep going. You see those feet? They just keep moving. Amen? Say. And they came unto Iconum, and the disciples were filled with what? Say it with me. And with the what? <laughs> you stay with those joy stealers and see how filled with the Holy Spirit you're going to be. <laughs> and how happy you are. I dealt with people that just put me down. They were negative. They were all over my case. But boy, me and Jesus, we good. You are liars what you are. If you're a real person, it bothers you, it hurts you, and it cripples you. Come on. So what do I do about it? Joy stealers. Say it with me. One, two, three. You do what? Say, there you go. We're getting a song. You don't even know you're learning a song yet. Problem people push me. There sat a certain man in Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. Paul's just ministering. The same heard Paul speak steadfastly, beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and he walked, this crippled man. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices. Now watch it. People were watching. Paul, this guy got healed. He started walking. It wasn't what you see on TV. They walked there in the meeting and then the cripples all get out later. That's another story. This was a real deal. The gods are come down. That's what the people said when they saw this guy walking. The gods are come down. The gods are come down in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas, Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter. And they called Paul, Mercury, you're Mercury. Can I advise you not to come up and call me names like that? Because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before the city, There's these false gods and falsehoods. They brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to do sacrifice with the people unto Paul and Barnabas. Have I lost you with the story? Wow, you talk about from one end to the other. That's people. People that be phony and won't like to steal your joy to all over here. They'll worship you on this end. It's all a problem. So how do you deal with flatterers? My message, my language. How do you deal with folks that just flatter you? 
people come up to me often and say, Pastor Gary, you the greatest, you the this, you the that. And I'm like, you must not know me. That is hilarious. I took a young man out to dinner, 24 years old. I didn't realize he knew me since he was seven. You never know who knows you in this town. He said, I think you sung at my mom and dad's wedding. I don't know if I did or not. But we talked a little bit about this. He's a young man, beautiful, great guy, career-oriented. He's graduated. He and I at Farlow's the other night, I said, son, I'm no different than you. He's struggling in some areas. I said, I am no different than you. If you could see the evil that lurks inside of my heart, you certainly wouldn't put me up. I'm no different. The world needs to hear that from us. Are you listening or not? Flatterers. People that want to worship you. It feels good at first, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Oh, you're this, you're that. You're, until you stop and think, boy, they must be talking about somebody else. How do you deal with flatterers and people that do that to you? Let me ask you this question. How many of you ever had somebody flatter the snot out of you and it was all a big game and they're nowhere in your life now at all? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. They are nowhere to be found. Here's how you deal with that. Resist and redirect. Say that with me. Re and re. One more time. Re and re. So when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard them do what they did, they actually took their own clothes and ripped them off themselves. Oh! Don't do that for me. Yeah. And they ran in among the people and started crying out, saying, Sirs, why do you do these things? We're men of like passions just like you are. And we preach unto you that you should turn from the vanities into the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea. Don't you turn to us. Quit that mess, that crap. It's crazy. Who in time past also suffered all nations to walk in their own lust. Nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness. And that he did good, he gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. It's God that you should give the glory to. What are you doing? We don't make it rain. We didn't grow a crop. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? Don't take it. So here's what you do with flatterers. Here you go. Here's the hand signal. Straight on. Bye. Shake the feet. Who gets the credit? Who gets the glory at Fellowship Church? Somebody say it. God gets all the what? And gets all the credit. Yes or no? The way it is. I'm no different than you. I'm like passion just like you. You fuss at home, I have some problems too. You want to pop the kids? Me too. You ever screw up sometimes? You know, Me too. We both need the Lord. Yes or no? And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not been able to do sacrifice. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch, Iconium, and persuaded the people who were going to worship these, they're going to worship Paul and Barnabas. And so some others came along and persuaded them, and these same people that were going to worship them started picking up stones and wanting to kill them. Delusion. The flatterers became the same people when they didn't get to do it. They started throwing stones at Paul and Barnabas. You'd better not have any part of that. It's not going to end well. But anyway, here's the last point, and that is rock throwers. I'm sorry, I got a little ahead of myself, Raj, but it was the same situation. 
Last point is this. What kind of person? Here we go. I'm trying to remember. Phonies. Quitters. Hang on. Joy stealers. Don't tell me. I need to learn it. Hang on. Flatterers. Here's the last one. Rock throwers. Did you know there are rock throwers in the church? Surprise, surprise. How many have ever been shocked that something somebody said or did to another Christian? You've just been shocked. They just, you've been shocked that you would say such a thing. Turn on you like white on rice many times. Excuse me. How do you deal with rock throwers? Rock throwers. Rock throwers. Here it is. Know there's going to be tribulation. Say it with me. Know there's going to be... Let me ask another question of you right quick. How many have been really, really, really taken, taken, money-wise or whatever, by a believer? You've been taken. You have been ripped off. Probably at least a dozen hands just went up. There's going to be problems when you deal with people. You're going to have some tribulation. It's going to be without and it's going to be within. Rock throwers. I can't believe it. They threw a rock at me. So I quit. We said there's going to be some rock throwing. What part of you didn't understand? Amen. There came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, they drew him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up. <laughs> he came. Here's Paul about half dead. He gets up. Whoa. <laughs> he gets up. He comes into the city the next day and parted with Barnabas. Where were you last night? Were you stoned? Mm-hmm. But he got up, baby. He got up. And he went with Barnabas down the street to Derby. Good. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium Antioch, confirming the souls of disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. The church today is, it's all good. You're going to get a million dollars. You'll get a brand new car. If you send me your money. Bull. Life is hard. Life sucks at times. I know you don't like the talk. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. And if you still work hard, you live in the greatest country on the planet where you can go out and make a living, you can make ends meet, and you can have a good life. Quit trying to get it the end run way through sending some money somewhere. Do the right thing. Follow the Lord. You hear me or not? So, what do you do when, when rocks get thrown at you and tribulation comes? And Roger, I've got to quit, buddy. This is it. Then take me to the song. Do you mind? Sure. Hear him back there? <laughs> You're not going to steal my joy. <laughs> Roger's been through a lot of trouble with his foot. If anything, stole him his joy lately. Some doctors that's tried to, but he's getting better. Amen. Let's thank the Lord he's getting better. Come on. Right there. Praise the Lord. It would have been nice if you could have just prayed about it, but you actually had to go to the doctor and get your foot cut on, didn't you, buddy? Thank God for them. He gets still all the credit. Hallelujah. Amen? So here's what you do when tribulation comes. Dealing with people. You tap your temples. Can you do this with me? 
By that I mean you're saying to yourself, know this, know this, God said, there will surely be trouble, there will be persecution, there will be problems, there will be issues. You will not be affected for the Lord if you think otherwise. Amen? And you can say that about, I think, even about business many times and even about raising your family and your kids and marriage. You better be tapping your temples. Don't do it too hard. It could kill you. But anyway, I'm just saying. So, here's what I do. I, I wrote a song called the Okie Dokie song. Okie Dokie. I got to deal with problem people, pre, uh, uh, God. So God gave me a song and I wrote it. It's called the Okie Dokie. Okay, here it is. Let me sing it to you first. You put your hands straight out. And you wave goodbye. You shake off your feet and you point up to the sky. You do the okie dokie. And you tap your temple too. That's how you deal with crazy dudes. Got it? Yes or no? Five things. Now, believe it or not, I wrote that. I will be famous. It's going to happen one day. Would you sing the song with me on how to deal with crazy people? Or tr not crazy people, problem people. Crazy people are some of the best people on the planet. I love them. I love crazy people. I'm one of them. But I don't want to be a problem, even though I am sometimes. Keep looking. Say it with me. Here we go. You put your hands straight out and you wave goodbye. You take off your feet and you point up to the sky. You do the okie dokie and your temples too. Oh, that's how you deal with crazy dudes. Come on. You put your hands straight out and you wave goodbye. You shake off your feet and you point up to the sky. You do the okie dokie and you tap your temples too. That's how you deal with crazy dudes. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen. Good morning. Good morning today. Amen. I'm late.